Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of SpinCast. Today, we're diving back into the world of collegiate esports. Joining us is Troy Chafari. He is the director of esports at Ohio Northern. So without further ado, Troy, go ahead, introduce yourself. Tell us, you know, what, what's your background in esports? What's your background in gaming? What, you know, where did your passions kind of start and how that led you to where you currently are at your current role at Ohio Northern? Yeah, I mean, that's a super loaded question. Uh, so I'm, I'm Troy. I started running this program. Uh, I got hired mid-2018, and it was, a, it was a big test for the school to, like, figure out how to begin something new where they don't know anything about it, and they knew they were going to have to hire someone and put a lot of trust in them to do it right. And luckily, they did that, and uh, luckily, I'm, you know, passionate about this, and I do want to do it right. And doing it right, because that is a broad term as well, uh, doing it right in my mind is just really figuring out what the students here want, what the students from high school want when they're coming into college and making a program that fits into that realm of thought of what they're trying to get out of this. And then some of the responsible things that they're not thinking about of, you know, prepping them for life, you know, better interpersonal skills, filling in those void spaces of not having a, like a community that does gaming or esports or responsible gaming or esports with like jobs involved. Uh, just, building that overall uh, life skills that were kind of absent. So usually when someone grows up playing soccer, you know, they can play in middle school, high school, college. We don't have that yet, but I'm trying to help build that. You know, I, I go to high schools and try to help them out with starting up kind of what I started here, but like in a smaller sense. Um, my background as well. You asked a bunch of questions. Sorry, I'm trying to like yeah, I know. It's a load of answer all of them. Yeah, spark yeah, yeah, yeah. So my beginnings to try to like show people that I have empathy for what a student goes through and what a student wants as well is like I grew up gaming as well. Uh, I was in high school back in like 2002 through 2006. Is that the right time? Yeah, it's been so long ago. Um, yeah. Somewhere around there. And I was playing like console games, Halo, the first Halo that came out. I was on a pro team, but being pro back then was very different. Uh, I had a LAN center that sponsored me and we went to tournaments and whatnot. Uh, I didn't really care back then though. I was just having fun. It was cool to have a community, but just having that from a LAN center that just happened to be by, uh, not very many people had the opportunity to grow up near a LAN center. They haven't been that successful like for the past 30 years. Uh, so there's a big void space of people that played video games, you know, maybe you made friends, maybe you just played online. And especially the kids that are growing up in the last like 10, 15 years where online was new. Or a school's club or something like that. There wasn't, they didn't have that. So there was a big void space. Um, so high school, I was playing Halo. I did the military for a little bit. Uh, after that, I went to college and in college, I started a club that, it was in SIUE, Southern Illinois University, and that be, became a very big club. It was like 400, 500 students. Uh, I was the competitive manager. I managed the teams and did scouting, recruiting, competitions, practices, everything. So it, it ended up being a resume builder for this, and I didn't even mean for it to be. I was just trying to like create opportunities for other students that are like-minded with me. Yeah, um, absolutely. And then... Yeah. After college, I dabbled with professional coaching because I thought maybe I could be a coach. I'm too old to be a player. Uh, and I just dabbled with that. And it turns out I, I was getting better and better to where I was eventually getting job interviews with like Team Liquid, CLG, Immortals, uh, and FlyQuest recently. Mm -hmm. But working pro isn't 
isn't a good spot for like a full-blown adult. Like I was trying to be a coach and uh, being in a gaming house in LA while trying to get married, you know, maybe having a roommate with a player. That's just yeah. not, yeah, that, that, it, that wasn't the right path. And then collegiate started hiring and here I am. It, it kind of, it seems like a story where it's like I was desperate or like didn't plan for this, mm-hmm. but it, it turns out it's a very, very fulfilling path that I just accidentally went down. Yeah, Sorry, that's my story, my real quick. <laughs> you're good. You're good. That sounds like a great story. You know, you have so much experience in so many different areas of esports, really kind of touching every single level, so to say, within the industry is absolutely phenomenal. Um, kind of going in, you know, more specifically for Ohio Northern, tell me a little bit more about that program. You know, what games do you compete in? What kind of teams do you have? Um, what competitions do you uh, compete in, et cetera, et cetera? Um, in the first year, it was just me managing the program. So I knew I couldn't have that many games. So I just did League and Overwatch. Um, this year I have League, Overwatch, Valorant, CSGO, Rainbow Six, Rocket League, uh, TFT, Hearthstone, a couple BR games like Fortnite, Apex. I think I'm forgetting one maybe. I'm not sure, but that <laughs> we have 11 games. Yeah. Uh, we also brought PUBG in, but PUBG is definitely falling off. I just had it there in case like there were people here, mm-hmm. freshmen sure. applying that wanted to play their game. But uh, I have a lot of help now. I have a lot of student workers I utilize and I hired an assistant this summer. Uh, and it's just a lot easier to manage now that I have like help. Yeah, absolutely. That's kind of the, the biggest thing with esports is that there is not that much help, you know? So it's great mm-hmm. to see that you do have that help and kind of take me through um, what that help process looks like. You know, how have you built your team to really you know, efficiently manage all these different teams. Um, you know, you have 11 different games, 11 different teams, and maybe even an A or a B team. Um, take me through kind of what that looks like um, within the program to show kind of the scope to the high school audience um, so they can really start to see what it looks like from um, the, you know, a really well built out program at a college. Yeah, again, I built the program with like a lot of uh, high school mindset, like what a high schooler would want, what a high schooler worries about. And I try to like put myself in their shoes too. So if I was going to go to a school and I was like plat level, diamond level, whatever level, it doesn't really matter. Um, You're going to judge the team's roster and you'll be like, am I going to make varsity? Am I going to make JV? Am I even going to make it? What I try to do is set up a system here to regardless of your rank, you're going to be able to play on a team that's at your level. You're going to still have scholarship. You're not going to have to worry about like the financial aid reasoning for coming here. So anyone that comes here and they want to play a game, intent to play, I call it, uh, they will get the scholarship of 2000 a year. And that's the minimum. You know, it can go up from there if you're a better player. And uh, what I do with tryouts is I make a first string, which is varsity, a second string, which is JV. And that is eSports. So first and second string is eSports. After those two strings, I call it third string. And then that goes into gaming club, which is a student organization separate Mm -hmm. from eSports. And they can still play on their third string team there uh, more casually, more student led, most likely what they're aiming to do anyway, because if they're at a gold level, silver level, you know, lower rank to average player, not to uh, demean them in any way, but just, you know, that's just the level they were playing on in high school. Yeah. Maybe they're new and they need to grind up and uh, they're just in the process of learning the game. You know, my varsity guys do workshops, my JV guys, you know, sometimes they'll miss a day or two for a test or they play soccer or something and then my third string guys can fill in and there's always learning that's able to be done at every level yeah 
absolutely. So yeah. for the most part, everyone's pretty fulfilled. Yeah, absolutely. That's so great that you have all those different levels and that kind of goes into that community that you were talking about at the beginning of the podcast. And that's kind of where my next question goes to is, you know, what do you do to kind of really involve the community as much as you can, you know, from, you know, building a platform where everyone kind of feels included and opening up to, you know, the more casual ones and the esports gaming, you know, and what experiences do you have in really seeing this community thrive as the platform kind of continues to expand? Yeah, that, that's a rough one to give like examples for. So in my first year, I was pretty overwhelmed with just esports. I was managing mm-hmm two overwatch teams i wasn't really an overwatch coach so i was like learning how to like be a better coach to them more relevant i was doing two league of legends teams and it's just a lot of time and you're trying to like really be genuine and empathetical to them and like give them a lot of time so like even doing something like talking to them about life uh for 30 minutes every two weeks it'll eat up like 30 hours in those two weeks Mm -hmm. and that's a lot of time to eat up um I was also, when I first came here, there was no gaming club. There was no student organization. So I had to start that up, try to find students that are responsible enough to want to lead that and do events for that and uh, figure out what games they play. I think all we did last year was like, like a couple Call of Duty tournaments, a couple of Smash Brothers tournaments within the gaming club. And uh, we were con- going to continue to do that, but COVID hit pretty hard, pretty quickly. It was really weird. It was just like, we were sitting in here, had a lot of events planned, had a lot of like brainstorming ideas going on. And then the school just like slowly closed down and it's pretty much been like a closed down feeling since then. Uh, I'm lucky I can still do what I can with esports, but doing what I can with like the broader community, people who play other games, uh, there's not that much that we've been able to do just because of you know social distancing limitations, uh, mm-hmm. how many people can gather in a room, uh, but practices and competing have been what we've been able to do. So we've been doing that for a month now. Did I forget any other questions? I'm not sure. No, you're good. You're good. You kind of, you froze there for a second, but okay. it's all good. Um, it's kind of leading into- Oh, I'm on a computer with Wi-Fi. I'm sorry. Oh no, you're perfectly fine. It's perfectly fine. Sometimes it's over on my side too. Wi-Fi, let's just say, since COVID has become a very fickle thing, <laughs> all the all the internet providers are like, yeah, it's just overload. It's like, yeah, well, I'll try to fix that, please. <laughs> Um, but kind of leading to the topic of that competition, take me through what practice looks like. You know, a lot of our audience is high school students that really want a better picture of what those opportunities look like, but also, you know, what does it look like when they get to school? So take me through what a typical practice day looks like. You know, do you focus on VODs, scrims, mechanics, et cetera, et cetera, just to give us that snapshot of what a practice night looks like. It's kind of dependent on where the team and where the individual players are like skill wise. Um, if we go into competition, so I'll use my League of Legends team, for example, or at Rocket League. I've had way more Rocket League players uh, in the past like two weeks because all their leagues already started. So I have a coach that coaches remotely because I don't know that much about Rocket League. Um, and he was doing a lot of odd reviews, like, teaching them a lot of like rotations and awareness issues and like positioning and uh, not having overlapping zonage and stuff like that. Just a lot of like macro level strategic things. But then when we were getting in competition, you know, if we would get beat, we wouldn't get beat because of, you know, any macro level strategy or anything of like that. Mm-hmm. It'd be, we were getting beat on like uh, micro level, smaller mechanical things that, you know, just better players have. Uh, better touches on the ball, better reads of the situation, uh, better challenges, uh, just like a lot better at being faster and uh, keeping up their game at, with that speed. So once we started to notice it was our players that were the bottleneck that needed to get better. 
uh, we changed our practices to, you know, overcome that. And it's more of like individual, like week by week, we'll split up the coaching staff that we have and help that one player get better at whatever they're messing up on, what they need to work on. Uh, just giving them an extra set of eyes and like kind of teaching them how to teach themselves. Cause that's the biggest thing we could teach here mm-hmm. is uh, just motivating and showing a player how to overcome these challenges on their own. Cause yeah, you'll have a coach at all times. You'll have peers that can go over your stuff, but ultimately the person that cares about you progressing the most is yourself and who mm-hmm. has the most control over it is yourself. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of like one-on-one teaching them how to handle these issues and a lot of it's like personal things too. Like, you know, players tilt, they get emotional, they get mm-hmm. down on themselves, they plateau and, you know, different emotions coming through that where they think they're never going to get better mm-hmm. where they start to regress, you know, all kinds of things happen. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, if a, if a team, I have some teams like my Overwatch team, that's really, really good. Like top 16 nation. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll do a lot more VOD reviews, scrimming all the time. Mm-hmm. The things they work on are more team level macro oriented. So it'd be like a Monday they play their match trying to work on a specific thing. And then the Tuesday before they play again, they'll VOD review it, rehash those ideas of what they're trying to do, go into the next scrim block and try to overcome it again until it's a lesson learned and you move on to the next thing. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. I love that, you know, level of detail there, just that attention to all the aspects, right? Because the mental health, the emotional health, and then the gameplay, both as a team and individual, like all of those weigh individually for that ultimate success as a team. So that's yeah. so important to have all those focuses. Um, kind of shifting gears a little bit, uh, my next question, we talked about it before we started recording, was all the opportunities and kind of the jobs that are associated with esports. A lot of people just don't realize that are there. We talked about, you know, trying to get high, school, high schoolers to college, and that's a whole separate topic. Um, but tell me what you're doing to, like, help your students get, you know, either a job or GoPro or whatever they want to do. You know, how are you helping them attain that? You know, more realistically, it's getting a job in the space, you know, because we all know going pro is really, really hard. Uh, but, you know, take me through kind of that process and your vision um, and what you're doing now and what you hope to achieve to really give these students the most opportunities that they um, want to in the space they love so much. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the big thing. Going pro is so difficult to do with how things look now with esports. Mm-hmm. So, like, even someone that's considering, uh, you know, doing well in high school and then wanting to go to college and do esports, going pro is pretty much not on your realm. Like, most pros they drop out and just go for it yeah and that's just the way of things right now you know for the short term foreseeable future it's definitely going to change long term whereas there's going to be a correct ladder of like someone playing in high school gets scouted goes to a good college that college is probably full ride for that esports player and there's already a few full rides but you can't depend on getting one of those 50 spots at a full Mm -hmm. ride school um but it's, it's definitely going to develop. It's going to grow. It's going to change. Um, I mean, I need these students to help me as well. I have so yeah. many responsibilities that I need to do, like just handling my social media, scheduling things, registering for tournaments, double checking that I'm like doing things for all these different games. Um, just overseeing the rooms, uh, overseeing our equipment, uh, helping find scrims, there's some accounting things that they can do as well. Mm-hmm. Pretty much any normal job that has to do with a business can be done in esports. So any opportunity that I can see that I can give a student worker a job and get, have them be paid to build their resume, uh, I'm, I'm looking to do that. <clears throat> right now I have commentators that are just running my streams, commentating the games, 
content creators that are doing like video editing, digital media art, uh, social media stuff, and just like normal outreach, uh, things like doing flyers, posters, whatever. Uh, and then I have assistants and assistants just help with pretty much everything I have to do. So if I get overloaded somewhere, I'll just have them help me. And things I already said, like scheduling, registering for tournaments, just like normal logistics for running a program. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's probably a few more. It's just, that's, I had to learn to do just a couple at first and do a couple correctly, a couple jobs mm -hmm. at first. And uh, maybe next year I'll bring on more broader jobs. Yeah. There's definitely a bunch of jobs. I could literally hire someone to help me with my accounting stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Because there's so many budgets now. So there's a budget for esports and there's a budget for a gaming club. And it would be relevant work for someone that's like an accounting major, statistics major, business management. Uh, and that's usually the mindset that someone gets into when they start to come into college. They're like, what do I want to do normal job wise? And then you find out normal job wise is also an esports job. And yeah. it's kind of mind blowing for them. They're like, oh crap. Yeah. I, I didn't know I could uh, do esports and just have a normal job. You know, usually that's the plan B job for people. They're like, yeah, I'm going to try esports. And then plan B is I'll be an accountant. But when you can do both and you can do both very easily, that, mm -hmm. those are some of the jobs that are hugely sought out in professional esports is the normal jobs, general managers, mm -hmm. uh, partnership managers, uh, marketing, whatever social media people. There, there's tons of jobs. Esports is a normal business, just like most businesses, you know, they hire so many different job titles, right? Yeah, exactly. And that, that's the thing that students may not know as much. Yeah, absolutely. There's every single opportunity that exists in basically any business exists in esports, right? With that yeah. focus on esports. So you can still stay, stay in the space that you love. You can be interested and passionate about the work and the industry you're in. And that leads to so much more productivity and you're a better worker. And then obviously, you know, your managers are going to appreciate, appreciate that more and there's going to be more success there. And that's absolutely awesome to see. Um, but unfortunately, we have run out of time, Troy. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Real quick, if you will, go ahead, plug yourself. Um, plug Ohio Northern. Tell us where we can find y'all on social media, website, anything else. Um, I don't know my social media tags off the top of my head, so I'm, I'm looking stupid right now. But if you just mm -hmm. type in Ohio Northern, Twitter, Facebook, anything like that, you'll find it. Awesome. So we really do try to be a school that will fulfill both sides of what you're trying to pursue in college, trying to get a good degree. The school has a very good job placement rate. Uh, very good internships. I help out with getting these sports internships. And uh, we have a very good see all around the nation or the world because the world's starting to pick up esports as well. But this is a very good school. There's a reason I've been here for three years. You, I, I'm mm -hmm. sure you can tell from what I've said, I'm very passionate about this. And for this school that is small and kind of out in the middle of Ohio is able to keep me here. It, it means they're doing things right. And yeah. you know, it's not posting for myself, but the school supports me a lot. The yeah. school supports esports a lot. And that'll transfer to the students that want to come here. Absolutely. As long as there's those dedicated support, both the support just channels and the people in general, it's, you know, obviously people like yourself, it's so important, right? Being able to give that support and provide that support continuously every year in and year out for all these, you know, incoming freshmen and new transfers is so important. Cause like we said all throughout the podcast and before we started recording, these opportunities need to be pursued more, right? Yeah. They're there, they exist. Um, you know, people like you can help them, right? Go to college, 
pursue these opportunities, find those internships, find those jobs. And, you know, all, all these students really need is a gentle push, right? Even just in the right direction, because finding where to put your foot next is a difficult thing to do when you're young and you don't really understand, especially in esports, because everything's so new, right? Everything changes every day, basically. So absolutely awesome. You know, your program up there at Ohio Northern seems absolutely fantastic. Um, can't wait for Lands to come back. So maybe yeah. um, all that, everyone can kind of see that mainstream visibility once again, because um, mm. online's great, but everyone misses lands. I can't wait till they come back and COVID kind of goes away, hopefully sooner than later for sure. Yeah. Um, but that's all the time we have for today. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Everyone out there, check them out. All the links below for their Twitter and all their social media and website will be posted below in the descriptions So check them out for sure. Um, to our viewers and listeners, thank you for staying the entire time. Um, stay healthy and stay happy out there. Take care of yourselves. Take care of your loved ones, especially right now. COVID's still a thing, sadly. Hopefully it goes away, like I said. Um, but ultimately, stay plugged in.